started to notice that I talked to my husband and I'm saying, hey, <laughs> I think Brian may need to be at home and um, just have more space to learn the way he wants to learn. I'm Sharia Woods. I'm a dreamer, a mom, and a community builder. I've always loved learning people's stories and figuring out how to keep getting better. And I created the Rise Society podcast to give you the inspiration and step-by-step -step strategies you need to get clear on what you want so you can design a life you love. If you know there's something bigger in this world for you and you're ready to figure out what it is, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back. Today I'm sharing a conversation I had with a good friend of mine, Janelle Reed. She's the educator for her young son in partnership with her husband. So she's going to take us behind the scenes into her journey as a homeschooling mom. We'll learn why she decided to take the leap into homeschooling, the challenges that she's faced along the way, and how they're making it all work with their busy lives and the demands of their work. Janelle is an amazing woman and friend, and I know you're going to take so much from our conversation today. All right, here goes. All right, welcome back. Today I have a very special guest with me, Janal Reed. We have been friends for what seems like forever, probably like 12 years now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when I first met Janal, she was a hairdresser. Now she is an entrepreneur, completely different field, starting a nonprofit, so many things. And so, yeah, just so happy to have you here today. We're going to talk about homeschooling. During COVID, of course, we all were homeschool parents. So you've actually like taken that and run with it and said, hey, we love homeschooling and figured out how to make it work for your life and for your flow. Super interested in digging into that. Um, but I've also been having conversations with other friends who are like, should I be homeschooling? Or like, how do I figure out how to navigate this education system? Because it can be so tricky. So you're navigating this for the first time. It feels so high stakes, mm -hmm. but just super curious about your journey. And I know our listeners will be too. Let's just start with you telling us a little bit about why you decided to homeschool. Thank you for having me, Sharia. I'm super excited to be here. And talking about homeschooling is super fun for me because we genuinely enjoy it. Um, and so, yes, COVID was actually our launch pad. That was when we decided, okay, we're going to do this full time because we had already kind of started in that direction with all of us being online. So we were pretty much doing all the work with Brian anyway. That was our launch pad. But actually a couple years before, I had already had it on my heart. I was raised in a home that we did homeschool. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So my mom homeschooled the youngest four of us for a few years. And then off and on, I had been homeschooled. My mother was in education, so it was easy for her to just say, you know, I'm not liking this school situation, so let's just everybody come home. We'll all kind of do schooling together. Um, and especially in the early years, it was a part of her foundation. Like she just, nobody goes to school, I think at least until kindergarten, fourth, 
first grade was how she did it. And um, that set us up for success. I, when I actually went into an actual school, I was two grades ahead. And so I had this very positive understanding of what homeschooling is. It gives you the just the at-home cultivation, but also allows you to kind of learn at your own pace and speed. And so I enjoyed that. And I noticed with my son, he was advanced early on. He just, he was a fast reader. He spoke really early. He had a lot of questions as soon as he could speak. Um, and so in having that be the way that he, um, the way he operated, once he got into school, it quickly became either boring or challenging for the teacher to keep up. And so when I started to notice that, I talked to my husband and I'm saying, hey, <laughs> I think Brian may need to be at home and um, just have more space to learn the way he wants to learn. So I already had that uh, established just in my mind of this is something that we're going to do at some point. And so when COVID happened, it was literally like, oh, okay, here's the opportunity. Let's just do it. Since he's out of school, he's at home. I'm already teaching him. No need to put him back in school. We can just go ahead and run from there. So that was kind of how we got there. Yeah, that's so good because I feel like even if your kid is not super advanced in every area, mm -hmm. like as parents, we can all see like these bright spots for our kids yeah. and it doesn't feel like the classroom is always set up to enhance the bright spots it's like getting everybody to baseline yeah and then once you're at baseline it's like success right but then as parents we're like no like my kid is really good at this or really good at that like how are you leaning into that and it yeah. just doesn't feel practical that's so true um we talk a lot about specialization that's really what it is where as individuals we all want specialized education and that's something that we're allowed to do with homeschooling. But to your point, you don't have to be homeschooled, schooling your child to give them specialized education. At all times, you're noticing something that they truly enjoy, um, something that they may ask more questions about. And so we're always able to stoke that fire of like, okay, the goal is to give them that specialized um, experience. And so that's what I love about homeschooling too, is that that's all day. It's specific um, information and not generalized information like what you're saying, which is kind of what we end up with in schools. Hmm, yeah. So let's dig into that because, you know, as we've been talking as friends and you've been telling me about this journey, I'm like, oh, you bring in people. Because when I thought homeschooling, it was like, how would you teach your kid everything? Like, how would you know enough to right. be able to do that? Um, so super curious to know more about like, how do you make sure your, your son is getting the right information that he needs that you're getting quality i guess you call them teachers or tutors like just tell us practically like behind the scenes how does it work yes that's a good question so i did some research before i even started homeschooling just because of course there is an easy feel to homeschooling in that it can be custom to what your child needs but also there are like a bunch of different like formal processes that you can follow if you want. The five types of homeschool that I researched was, one was the traditional, which is textbook, uh, workbook based, and it's all about testing to learn certain facts. So traditional is kind of like you take your kid out of a traditional school system, but then you are giving them that traditional setting at home. It's kind of sense? maybe more like the COVID experience where you're like, 
at home, but there's a curriculum and you're kind of just following the curriculum. Exactly. Yes. So that's traditional. And then classical is it kind of builds on the concept of trying to get a child to communicate clearly what they believe. So they start the child young with just memorization of information, and then they get into the logic of knowing why things work this way. And then the final step for a child is to be able to formulate their own opinion and communicate it back of this is what I believe. So it's more about like teaching a kid how to think. So that's classical. But then there's Charlotte Mason, which a lot of people have heard of that. That's like the most popular, I think, especially in the Texas area. I hear about it a lot um, because it's a lot of different subjects and it's all learning through literature instead of textbooks. So they kind of take a subject and give it in like a living book format, which I'm reading a story, but I'm learning about this specific subject through reading and narration. And so when a child is young, they're just teaching them how to like kind of talk about what they just read. And then the next level is like writing about what they just read. But it's all about learning uh, to grow. That's the object of that one. And then the unit studies is like going on common themes. So if I decide that we're going to learn about Egypt, every subject is kind of still touching on Egypt. So science, you will be learning about something that has to do with Egypt, uh, maybe learning about the deserts or something like that. And then in math, you will learn about, you know, pyramids and so if that makes I like sense. that one. Yeah. So it's a constant theme that goes throughout all the all the subjects. And then it's a lot of hands on with unit studies, too. So they're always building something or, you know, learning by doing. And then unschooling is also another one that's very popular in the Texas area, which it's more child directed learning. Um, so it's kind of you asking your child, what do they want to learn? Kind of what we just were talking about with specialized learning. Um, so it gives them that ownership in what they learn and um, think about like Montessori when a kid shows up and they get to kind of direct how they learn that day. Um, so that's what it is. No, no set curriculum. I would say for us, I'm, I'm given all these options because I literally dug into all of them. And at first getting into it, we were very like structured. I had, you know, Monday through Friday, you're going to spend one hour on this subject, one hour on this subject. Like it was very structured because that's the way my brain works. And then quickly we got into that and Brian was like, oh no, this is not, I just noticed that that's not what he needed. It felt very traditional still, but you know, outside of school. And um, I noticed that we would get into like his language arts and he wanted to dive deep into conversation or science also living sciences he wanted to dive deep into when we started doing botany he was like all about botany like he just wanted to know so much about that um and so I switched from the traditional format and I went closer to like I guess we would call it unschooling because I do allow him to kind of decide what he's interested in and we build on that um so we're a mixture of unschooling I would say Charlotte Mason too because he does do a lot of reading with literature and narrating. He he does book studies. He does all that. I have gotten tutor. The way that that works is I do all the things that I feel strong in. That's what I'm teaching him. 
from me. So grammar, writing, uh, reading, all those things, I really enjoy it and love learning it with him. So we do those things together. Um, but when it comes to math, you know, I love math, but there's new math and he's in the fourth grade and fifth grade curriculum. And so I just don't know how to do their math. And so I was excited to find tutors that could help him with that. The way we even landed on tutors is because Brian's bilingual. And since he knows Spanish, reading, writing, and speaking, and I do not know any Spanish, immediately when we were getting into homeschooling, I said, these are all the subjects I'll cover, and then we'll get him a tutor for the Spanish subjects. But quickly, like I said, I discovered that math was not something that I could really tackle with him. So we went ahead and got tutors for that. It's been, it's been good. It's been a good balance of one-on-one -on -one instruction and also him getting one-on-one -on -one instruction. Very cool. And you mentioned earlier, like the idea, which I hadn't even thought about, of like you can enrich your kids' education outside of school as well. Mm -hmm. And so now that you know about these tutors, I guess, what would you say about to someone who maybe is not doing homeschool or maybe don't, doesn't see that as an option yet? Like how, if you were still in traditional school, might you incorporate the tutors or different resources that you found? Yes, absolutely. I would definitely say, so Varsity Tutors is an online tutoring platform that we use. I like it because there are tutors from all over the world that are all on this platform. So for example, Brian is bilingual in Spanish, but he's decided he wants to learn French. So now he has an actual tutor that lives in Paris that is teaching him French, right? That's really it's, cool. It's really cool. So I think um, even if your kid is in school all day, they have a Saturday morning where they may not be doing anything or if they're in sports, maybe Saturday afternoon or after school, um, I think is great to just let them dive deep into whatever their interests are. So if they want to learn another language, that's an option. They get into coding, like Brian's into coding. So we also allow him an online platform where he learns about coding. So they're just different things that you can do. Um, and it's not very expensive. So Brian was in private school before. So I would say maybe that was around 16,000 for a year. And with his tutors and his extra curriculum, well, I guess it's because we're full-time with tutors, it's around 10,000. So it's still for the year. You it's know? less expensive and you get to customize and kind of make it what you want. Exactly. Yes. And we didn't go into homeschooling to save money. That wasn't really what we were thinking. We are willing to provide resources for what he's interested in. Like he's in basketball because he loves basketball. So he has to do a club sports because he's not at a school that has sports. All right. So this is all sounding like really good, right? Like this is like an amazing experience. So easy. We know it's never that easy. So tell us like starting out, what was it like? And what were the hard parts and like the highs and lows? That's so true. So while overall, I do love it. I would say in the beginning, it was definitely hard because every day felt different. There was a learning curve of what does Brian really need in this season? Um, of course, mom guilt is real. So you go back and forth in your mind about like, 
did I make the right decision? Because my child is very outgoing. So he loves his friends. He he loves being social. So there was that piece of, man, I would like to go be with my friends. Why can't I be with my friends? Answering those questions. He was actually vocalizing that. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. He wanted to know um, and be reminded of why. Overall, again, he loves homeschooling too, but there are days where he feels like, man, why can't I just be with my friends? So us talking him through, this is for your education, but then you also get to have a social life also. So like his best friends are on his basketball team. His best friends from kindergarten are on his basketball team. So they still have that time together. We're still intentional about being involved at church and um, all the different things that we do. He comes along with us. I will say he lives in a world of adults mostly. So he does, um, but that's also been very healthy for him. Um, growing his emotional intelligence because he's seen these things modeled. And so he knows how to process in a way that's healthy, but it definitely was hard talking him through why he's homeschooled and not with his friends. Yeah. And I've heard about like these pods. It was actually, we actually go to church together too. So some mm-hmm. of the other moms in one of our connect groups was talking about like the pods and the half day programs Did you guys like consider those or. We did not yet. Um, Right now, I am still wanting to, so this is only our going into our third year. I'm still wanting to make sure that Brian has a strong foundation. And so if I take him out of school, but then I put him in a pod, then I'm still not cultivating the culture that I want him to grow up with because now he has to adapt to somebody else's culture that's being created. That part is intentional in that while he's learning, it's on an individual basis. I'm raising him up for a specific purpose. And uh, then at some point there will be that social opportunity where he can, you know, maybe half day with other people. I also know that um, the way a lot of the pods work is that the kids are all kind of learning the same thing. There's kind of an understanding amongst the parents that we're going to teach them this specific curriculum for this semester. Another thing that I love about homeschooling is that I get to decide how our time is spent. And if I join a pod, I lose that control because now I have to go with what time the group is meeting, when the group is meeting, what they're teaching about. I have to at some point uh, volunteer to teach as well. There's a lot of uh, moving pieces. And because we own our business and we're also just started nonprofit, our life is sometimes different on certain days. And I like the opportunity that Brian can just come with us and do what we're doing. Um, So he's also learning a lot about the business world, about uh, just what it looks like to sit in a meeting. Like he literally goes to these conferences with us. We're sitting at a conference table with, you know, executives and he, you know, gets to shake everybody's hand and kind of sit there and observe. So um, I like that piece and I don't want to take that away. Yeah, it's really cool that he's getting to have that. It's like almost an elective for him to learn about business. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I will say another challenging piece is that since he doesn't have a set amount of time that he's away from us, he's always with us. So if I have a meeting, he's coming with us or Brian, since Brian and I, my husband and I work together, that means that we're doing a lot of things together, which means he's with us, which means we're all always together. So um, how is that? Like, yeah. Is that- <laughs> Yeah, so we just have to be intentional about um, giving him time away from us because I do recognize that while we are intentional with our time together, 
it's healthy for him to have experiences outside of our home. So there's not a huge culture shock of, oh, wow, this is the way the world operates. And so we take full advantage of that for summers. So I know some homeschooling parents, they they homeschool year round. We don't do that because we work together and we school together and we do all the things together. So summertime is a great opportunity for Brian to experience camps. And so we allow him to go to different camps throughout the summer. So that's kind of how we have broken that up. But it took me learning like, okay, he needs some time away from home um, in order to figure that part out. Yeah, it's nice that he still gets to have a traditional summer because I feel like we all like look back on summer as being one of the favorite times of year. So, Mm -hmm, yeah, for sure. Um, We do assessment tests once a year, but that is to make sure that he completed the age group of curriculum that he's supposed to be in and he is going on to the next one. So I don't want to introduce new books to him and he hasn't mastered the ones he already had, if that makes sense. Yeah. So how does that work? So this assessment, does that let people know like, okay, he's going to the next grade. Is that like a required thing, an optional thing? Like how does, for homeschooling, it's just like whatever you. In Texas, yes. So that's actually one huge thing that I learned going into this because that was my main concern. What if we only homeschool for four years and then I want him to go back to school because I I, want to make sure I'm following his needs, not what I want to do. So I needed to figure out what does that look like if he does ever need to go back into school? And depending on the state you live in, the laws are different. So actually in Texas, there is zero requirement. Wow. Zero requirement for um, record keeping. So I don't have to keep track of what he's learning, what curriculum he's following. I don't have to keep track of anything. So you just have to register somewhere and say, hey, he's homeschooled so you don't get in trouble. Because like you can't just pull your kid out of school. You can. Oh, but legally they have to be in school. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That was that was the big shocker for me. I thought, oh, I need to report his attendance or like something. But there's nothing that you need to report in the state of Texas. They don't have any requirements. Now, they have unofficial requirements. They do want, as a homeschool student, they want them to be learning how to be a good citizen, to learn the basis of uh, math, reading, writing. But it's like guidelines. Yes, there are guidelines, but there are no requirements for me to show that he's actually learning these things. So it's 100% up up to the family. And then you can just tag back into school at any point if you want to. Yes. The only caveat to that is that he will have to test to go into a school. So if I decide he's going into school tomorrow, they'll have some type of standard test that they, uh, assessment test that they give so that he can make sure he goes to the right grade. But yes, it, there's no there's no requirement. That was eye opening for me. Wow. And then going back to kind of the highs and lows, like when you were going through those more difficult times in the beginning of like navigating it, maybe some resistance from him. Like what helped you continue? Like what was so great about it that you were like, you know, I'm going to push through Mm -hmm. and make this work? I think just reminding myself of why we were doing it. I, one, of course, Brian is ahead. So I wanted to make sure that we were 
constantly challenging him and that he didn't get comfortable in, well, I already know these things because he can be like that. Um, and so to give him a new challenge was always fun to see like things fire off and, you know, he gets reignited and excited and now he wants to learn more and more. Um, so it was reminding myself that I get to provide that challenge for them because for him, because I did see him have lulls at school where it was like so boring and so redundant and he just was unengaged. So there's that piece, but also um, knowing that he gets to be set apart. Like there's such a culture at school, right? And there's so many things going on at schools. And I am very connected with my friends and of course, prayerful, just protection over all of our kids and the things that they're exposed to. But just knowing that, okay, he doesn't have to have this exposure. Like I get to protect him from those things. Um, that was also just reminding myself of like why I'm doing it. I, anybody who is trying to do homeschooling, I just want to encourage you that it is okay to just ball up the paper and throw it in the trash and just stop the day. Like, oh, we thought we were going to have this plan and do this particular exercise or workbook or whatever, and your child isn't wanting to do it, forget it. Just chunk it out the window and have a day of engaging. And so once I allowed myself to do that, game changer. Like I literally took the clock off the table. We don't have a specific time. The only thing that he has to be at a certain place at a certain time is with his tutors because they're meeting him there. So he has to be there. But besides that, there is no time drawn out for certain things. I allow him to be in the mood for it. If he's not in the mood for it, I just, okay, it's the same. If he was in school, he would be forced into this situation. But since he's not, I, I can allow him to have his mood because I'm a human and I have my moods. I don't want to do this right now. And then since I'm an adult, I really don't have to. Um, so I like that I can just kind of take the pressure off and let him not do things sometimes. Um, and also know that he's going to learn everything he needs to learn at some point. Um, and so it doesn't have to be so like, you know, straight lines or whatever. And he's always grateful whenever I just shut the book and I say, okay, you're not in the mood for this today. And he's like, no. Okay, well, let's talk about something else. Or um, he's a builder, so I keep that in my back pocket. I literally always have a fresh box that's like unopened. It's some uh, like right, literally right now when I left him, he's building a mechanical claw. Oh, yeah, from scratch. There's like eight thousand pieces and uh, screws. He has to use a drill and like all kinds of, and he loves tools and so. I'll just pull out something that he can build and he'll do that instead. Even mm. Legos, you know, when he was younger, it was Legos. So this year I've noticed because a lot of the assignments are self-led now because the child can read, he can read his instructions. He completes the assignment. I check it. And then we deep dive deeper into um, words that are harder for him to talk about definition, how to build on it. He's learning how to um, write book reports. So, you know, just constantly uh, checking his grammar and things like that. That's where I come in now as his teacher, you know. But what I loved about getting to talk with him about this year is I could kind of help him understand that time management is something that he can do on his own. Mm -hmm. I don't have to always say, hey, did you complete your two assignments? Actually, you completed those two assignments in like 20 minutes. 
and you really could take a full hour and do like five or six. And then what does it look like for you to have Thursday and Friday to just kind mm. of, you know, do your tutoring in the morning and then you get to pick or maybe we go on another field trip or, you know, um, we work in this space where each uh, storefront is a different business. And he's made friends with a guy that is a biologist that has a micro, uh, what do you call the thing? Microscope? Where, yes, he has mm -hmm. a microscope that looks at germs and he grows different things from like blood and just, I forgot what he does specifically, but Brian loves this guy. And I said, you know, what does it look like if you completed all your assignments and now you go intern with him and you learn more about what he's doing because the door is open. He's always like, oh, hey, Brian, come on in, you know, and it's the same way with our pottery friends. They make pottery and he's like, I'm so interested in clay and this huge furnace. And I'm like, what does it look like for you to just get to go over there uh, more often if you completed more assignments in a day? So. That's been cool for him to get to just learn time management. And I would say for homeschooling, time management, um, emotional intelligence, different things like that, you get to cultivate a little bit faster when your child is with you in one-on-one -on -one than them being in an environment where they just may have to try to remember the hardships that they had at school and then come home and process versus I get to see the pitfall in the moment we get to give practical handles on how to deal with it. And so he gets to bounce back a lot quicker because we're in the moment, if that makes sense. Um, so that's also something that I've noticed. He's maturing a lot faster than some of than than a lot of his peers. Yeah, that's really cool. And I love the way that you're able to kind of direct the time and just like, we're going to focus on this today. We can pause because I know as a parent of a student who's in a classroom, you don't have that luxury. Like what I've noticed is that the curriculum is moving so fast. Mm -hmm. It's like, if he doesn't get something, then he's going to be lost the next week. And so we're doing a lot of like making sure, like, even if he doesn't feel like it, like we got to make sure you know this concept because next week there's a new concept mm -hmm. and there's no pausing. Um, that's something that we've really been kind of struggling with this year. So it's really neat to hear like you can you can control that. So it's like we didn't master this concept this week. Then next week we can repeat the concept. We don't have to just move on because you're in control. And then there may be a week where he gets it really fast mm -hmm. and you can kind of catch up and like add on some extra. Mm -hmm. So being able to have that flexibility sounds really, really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I guess to the point of kind of tagging back into the traditional um, schooling versus homeschooling, like what's the most surprising thing that you've learned about education just in general as you've been on this homeschooling journey? I think it goes back to the specialization versus general information because I realize now that a lot of things we learn in textbook is not necessarily what you need to be successful in this world. And also a lot of our education systems, there are some schools that are really trying to get it right and catch up, but the majority are still very behind as far as what a kid needs to know in order to be a successful adult in the 21st century. Like it's, it's still very behind. So that was one thing that I'm noticing. Oh, also what was really shocking is that homeschooling he only needs about two to three hours of instruction a day. Yeah, that was crazy when we found out about that during COVID. Because I think for kindergarten, it was like 30 minutes or yeah. like something crazy. So quick. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's, yeah, that was so eye-opening to realize that, yeah, he only needs a few hours a day of instruction. The rest is more transitions at school, takes a lot of time. Um, the hands-on projects, of course, just getting the kids kind of rallied in culture and things like that. That's what takes up all their time where they could be there six or eight hours a day. But it's just two or three day, three hours of instruction. It's very short. Um, so that was really eye-opening. Also, the fact that they don't need to know how much schooling he's getting or how often, that was very eye-opening too. Yeah, that was crazy to me. Yeah. You would think they would want to test them a lot, but I guess as long as they test them to get back in. But if you just go through the whole time through high school, I guess you would just take the SAT and the ACT if you're going to college like anybody else. Exactly. Yep. He yeah. just needs to take the GED test or I think some places don't even require that. It's just like you said, a standardized SAT and then they literally just test into college. Mm. So he would just take another assessment test. If he never goes to any school until he's ready for college. He would just take an assessment test and go into college. And I was reading on statistics about students that go to college that's, that have been homeschooled. And actually a lot of colleges are um, gearing their attention towards homeschooled students because they've noticed that these students are very mature. They actually are already very ready for college because they are learning a lot of time management and independent work, which is what college work is. And so they've been doing that for years. And so they're like, wow, these are some of our best students. They come in ready for this. Um, and so I thought that was really cool too, to see like, I don't have to stress so much about is he learning certain things because um, ultimately they just want to see that he's developed and matured in a way that is ready for the next level. Um, also, again, the social aspect, that wasn't surprising to me, but for a lot of people, they kind of expect your child to be more introverted and shy because they're homeschooled, because they're not in this uh, social circle that is all of all their peers but actually what happens is because he's exposed to a lot of adults and even younger kids and you know he he gets to be around all types of people he's not only within his age group so he actually matures a lot faster and becomes more social because it's not intimidating for him to talk to a teenager or for him to talk to you know a five-year-old or a, an adult it's not intimidating because he does that regularly versus a child that's in their same fourth grade class all the time then now they only know how to interact with their peers and they don't really have that real world experience of interacting with all types of people well this has been so interesting like i i don't know i never thought i would even consider homeschooling but after talking to you i'm like man should i be a homeschool parent i don't know how practically that would work because i still have a nine to five but that's real it sounds really cool yeah we ask at the end of our episodes all of our guests the same question and so this doesn't have to be related to homeschooling um, but wanted to ask you like what would you tell your younger self like if you could go back 10 years 15 years drop a little bit of knowledge in your ear, what would it be? So I would go back to the 16-year-old. Mm. Yes. And I would tell her, Janelle, do not waste time. <laughs> um, I know being 16 is so fun and um, of course enjoy it. But at the same time, don't take for granted all the things that you have around you. 
because there's so much still to be learned and to gain in that season. And it may just feel like all fun. I was all fun in games, but um, and still very competitive. But I don't think I was competing with myself enough. I was more so looking around me and just flying like, oh, okay, well, if this is the standard, I got this. Um, and that caused me to waste a lot of time when I could have been doing more. Um, so I would say just don't waste so much time, but you did okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I feel like that's great advice to us now too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're better than we were at 16, but still, right. I so gotta go after it. Um, well, thanks so much for being here today. Where can people find you? Like we didn't talk about your business and your nonprofit and all of that, but if there's any contact points you want to share, I want to give you that opportunity. Yes. So I have a heating and air conditioning business with my husband, Brian, in Dallas in the DFW area. So we provide residential service. Um, we also have maintenance memberships. You can find us on servewayhvac.com. We also just launched an Instagram page, which is really fun. Um, so that's also servewayhvac on Instagram. And our nonprofit, it's called the Next Generation of Tradesmen Foundation. So it's NGTF. And the goal there is to bring awareness to the trades for young people. We've noticed that there is um, an imbalance in information for young people to know um, that getting into the trades is an awesome career option. And so we're literally going to meet teenagers and talking with them about what it looks like to become a tradesman and how it's just such a great um, skill if you become an HVAC technician or an electrician or a plumber. These are skills that you can take anywhere in the world with you that you go. Um, you make a really good income and it's also fun and exciting. There's so much technology that's that's advancing, and so we get to be a part of that. So just building awareness to the trades. But those are the things that I do. Thank you for having me, Sharia. This was really fun, really Thanks awesome. Thanks for coming. I do love homeschooling, and uh, I'm open for all the questions. So, yeah. Yeah, if y'all have questions, please send them to us, and I will have Janal give y'all some answers if this prompted anything for you. Um, but until next week, we'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for joining me today and for staying until the very end of the show. It would mean the world to me if you would follow the Rise Society podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, keep shining.